Welcome to Crime Soup Podcast. I'm your host, Kaylee Carter. And I'm Hannah. And we're your new best friends. Every Tuesday, tune in for a new episode of Crime Soup with host Kaylee Carter and writer-producer Hannah Kanapis as we discuss all things true crime. From cold cases to cult leaders, we've got you covered. So sit back, relax, and join us each week wherever you get your podcasts. Today at Crime Soup, we have some good news. One of the cold cases we recently covered on February 7th, the unsolved murder of Rita Curran, has been solved. If you haven't listened to episode 19 about the murder of Rita Curran, we highly encourage you to listen now before listening to this update. For those of you who need a quick reminder of Rita's case, Rita was a 24-year-old school teacher renting the ground floor apartment of an old Victorian house in Burlington, Vermont, in the summer of 1971, when her roommates found her badly beaten, raped, and killed, lying face up on her bedroom floor. Initially, police collected evidence found at the crime scene, interviewed hundreds of people close to Rita as well as known sex offenders in the area, but her case ran cold for almost 52 years. There was speculation that corruption in the justice system had possibly prevented any arrests in Rita's case, some even pointing fingers at the son of a prominent judge in town. Others theorize that notorious serial killer Ted Bundy may have even journeyed out to Vermont that summer and been the perpetrator. But there was never any evidence to support this theory, and Bundy himself denied ever killing anyone in Vermont. To make matters worse, there were actually several attacks perpetrated against young women in Burlington in 1971, one only nine days before Rita's death, wherein a young woman was assaulted in her bed by an unknown intruder. And then again, two months after the attack on Rita, a 21-year-old woman was attacked in her bed about 3 a.m. on September 30th after an unknown man apparently climbed onto her roof and entered through a bathroom window. Burlington residents were rushing to nearby hardware stores in droves, buying up padlocks for their doors and windows, afraid that there may be a serial rapist on the loose. Then today, February 21st, 2023, after almost 52 years, Rita's killer has finally been announced. The critical piece of evidence collected from Rita's bedroom back in 1971 turned out to be a used cigarette. Lying on the floor next to Rita's body was a used cigarette, which had seemingly been dropped and left to burn on the carpet. Police collected the cigarette in the early days of the investigation without knowing how important that DNA would later prove to be. Although the DNA collected from that used cigarette couldn't be matched to any known criminals in their database, it could be matched to relatives using genetic genealogy. After finding relatives that shared DNA with Rita's killer, one suspect on the police's radar stood out among the rest, and his name was William Richard DeRoos. William DeRoos was a 31-year-old man living on the top-floor apartment of Rita's same rental house on Brooks Avenue in Burlington. That's right, he lived just upstairs from her. He and his wife had only gotten married two weeks before Rita's murder, on July 5, 1971. After police felt confident DeRoos was a solid suspect, They tracked down his wife, Michelle, and learned the horrible truth of what happened. According to William's wife, Michelle, she and her husband had met in California, 
but decided to relocate to Vermont to be closer to her family. They made plans to have children and for William to become a barber, but their relationship quickly dissolved. They had only been renting their top-floor apartment on Brooks Avenue for a couple of months and had only been married two weeks when on July 19th, the couple got into a heated fight. William apparently left their apartment that night to cool off and smoke a cigarette. But in reality, he let himself into Rita Curran's unlocked downstairs apartment, attacked her, and manually strangled her to death. He never told his wife what he had done, but he told her to lie to police and say that he was with her all night. William apparently had a criminal record, and he told his wife the police would keep bothering them unless she lied. When police knocked on their door the next morning, Michelle told them her husband had been with her all night, and neither of them had any information. She was questioned two more times by police, but stuck to the same story. Not long after murdering Rita, William abandoned his wife and moved to Thailand to pursue life as a Buddhist monk. He and Michelle divorced, but it would only be three more years before William remarried, this time in San Francisco. According to his second wife, Sarah, William had a violent temper that seemingly erupted without provocation. She recounted one instance during their marriage when he spontaneously pulled out a pocket knife and stabbed one of their female acquaintances without any warning. On a different occasion, he spontaneously attacked his wife during dinner, manually strangling her until she lost consciousness. By the time police had finally linked the DNA from the cigarette to William DeRoos, he had long been deceased, apparently dying from a drug overdose at a cheap motel in California in 1986, only 15 years after murdering Rita Curran. However, investigators were able to piece this story together with the help of William's ex-wife Michelle, who fully cooperated with police and admitted that she had lied to them all those years before. Police believe William was likely violent throughout his life and had more victims, although none have yet been linked to him. Thankfully, his DNA is now currently on file in the event more victims are found. Although it would have been ideal to see Rita's killer brought to justice, we at Crime Soup are still glad that her case could finally be closed and the perpetrator publicly identified. Our goal in producing this podcast is to help spread awareness about lesser-known cases and produce tips for police whenever possible. While Rita Curran's killer is already deceased, there are still thousands of unsolved cold cases where the perpetrator may still be alive, still hurting people, and it's our goal to share those stories with as much integrity as possible. Please review some of our other episodes if you haven't already, and share these victim stories in hopes that they may finally receive justice and peace for their families. Thanks for tuning in for this special announcement, and thanks for supporting us here at Crime Soup. Next Tuesday will be an all-new episode about the mysterious death of Sarah Stern from Neptune City, New Jersey. And I won't be alone. Kaylee will be hosting, and it's definitely a story you don't want to miss. Bon appétit!